Welcome back to That's the T. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today it is our recap episode. It is recapping week six, but we are posting this on week seven. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. And <laughs> as we always do, it's the injury segment. And there were some injuries that kind of happened like when the season or when the week kind of opened up. So it's kind of weird, like like CMC was one of them. Russell Wilson's one of them. They both got put onto yep. the short-term IR, but I feel like it was kind of expectable. The CMC one kind of shocked me. Because they put him on IR all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I think, think it shocked everyone. I think what really frustrates me is he practiced Wednesday. Thursday, he did not practice. And then Friday, they put him on IR. Yeah. So he literally trended in the wrong direction coming off his rehab assignment. Yes. Yes. Stepped on the field once. No, no. And well, it's rough. It it's very rough. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in the future for if you are a CMC owner, but for other injuries, Ryan, we are going to go with another running back or should I say another two running backs that got hurt this week. It's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Both because they're so similar with calf injuries. I don't get it. I really don't. So Nick Chubb, he's already ruled out for week seven with a calf injury. And Kareem Hunt is on IR with a calf injury of his own. So Ryan, my question for you, the Ernest Johnson and Demetric Felton, worth it or not? Felton's the other running back, right? Yes. So, so think about it like this. The Ernest Johnson is the budget version of Nick Chubb. Okay. And Demetric Felton is literally the budget version of Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Like they literally planned their roster as if no, this no, would no. happen. You, you, you can't, you, you can't say that because the budget version of Nick Chubb is Josh Jacobs and the budget version of Kareem Hunt is Kenyon Drake. So we're, we're two levels down from Chubb and Hunt, not just one. I, th- I think I think they're like two, two and a half because you also got to include Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Oh, you're right. How can I forget? <laughs> the, the combo that I didn't think would be Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You know, I thought Antonio Gibson with all his pedigree being a wide receiver would catch more balls. And what does he do? He just runs. He just runs because it's JD McKissick's job to catch the ball. Of course. But moving back onto this, is this worth definitely worth are any of these pieces so you you would invest in one of these running backs who would it be no, dearness johnson and i'm only confident in him for week seven solely because of the fact that they have nobody against a good denver defense on thursday night you would start the Ernest it didn't look johnson. good against the raiders i didn't see that you just saying know. Just saying, everyone says Denver's D is good, Vaughn Miller is good. Sure, they're good, but they haven't been showing up. But their whole offense is gone. You're right. You're right. But it, think of it like this. Case Keenum plays, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have anyone to throw to. And the Browns, will they trust Case Keenum to throw the ball, or will they just run it? Even if they don't have Chubb and Hunt. I feel like Dearness Johnson – will get the opportunities. It's up to him if he wants to get a couple yards or not. Got it. Okay. Their line stays the same. 
Mm-hmm. So that's, that's so so my, my my thinking is that the run game can stay the same. The passing game may suffer, but the run game will stay the same. Okay. Very fair. Very what do you think? Fair. My problem is that if they fall behind, Dearest Johnson's not gonna see the field very often. It's gonna be Demetri Felton. You are right. But will they fall behind? Teddy was limping. Teddy was limping. I actually think. And now he, play, he gets Miles Garrett. He gets Miles Garrett, correct. Right, sorry, I think they're going to lean up. on the run more. I think they're going to lean on the run a little bit more. Oh, so it'll, be, it'll just be a running game. So if it's a running game, then I don't expect a big lead by any means. Very yeah. fair. Unless unless Denver comes up, gets up early, and then they just try to maintain the lead. <laughs> okay, okay, Bridgewater. I saw what he did last week. You sacked him five times. Okay, so... <laughs> We sacked him five times without Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Okay, well, you have Max Crosby, and he's pretty good. He is good. He's better than Miles Garrett. Okay, sure. Go on, <laughs> with, your Go on with your injuries. <laughs> My other injury actually is Baker Mayfield. Same team. So he has a quote. Oh, or quote-unquote, he has a completely torn labrum. And he was pushing it through the whole week, but uh, can't make it. He was ruled out. So I have a little medical lesson for you. You know, okay. I can I can be the nurse today and uh, you let me know if I'm correct, doctor. So the labrum is cartilage that reinforces a ball and cup joint, right? So there's, there's two types of uh, labrums. There's a hip one and a shoulder one. Baker injured the shoulder one because I think he dislocated his shoulder. And the, the outlook is that you could or could not get surgery. And if you don't get surgery, you cannot move in any athletic way so it can heal. Yeah. So that's the quick medical lesson. Uh, so now Case Keenum is starting. My question. Oh, well, Case Keenum starting. OBJ is basically a game time decision. And uh, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, is up next. Um, Can you start any of them? No. Because no, no, straight no. No. Okay. All right. I, I, I guess my injury is done then. <laughs> you don't. And Ryan. I'm not. I'm not poking fun at you. You you have Odell Beckham, correct? And uh, and DPJ. And DPJ. You had o, you had OBJ before though, right? Yes. You, yes. You I drafted him. OBJ. So take us through it. You started him what one week? Mm-hmm. Did you feel confident starting him that week? Mm-mm. Exactly. Do you feel confident starting him ever? My my shot in the dark is that Baker maybe never had a connection with OBJ. Ever. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's hard for Case Keenum to develop a, a connection with OBJ. All you need to do is throw the ball correctly. Something Baker has not done for OBJ. He does it for Jarvis Landry, but I don't know why he doesn't do it for OBJ. Interesting. But you've seen it, right? Do OBJ would, in the past, uh, like, I think, what, two games ago, wide open, Baker mm-hmm. missed him. Or that mm-hmm. one game where Baker kept missing him. It's like, I don't think they have a connection. They're all on the same page. You're right. You know what's actually kind of funny too? You think of the last time Case Keaton played in a really important game. It was what again? It was when he was on Minnesota yeah, the playing against the Saints. And who did he have as his wide receivers? Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. So he really could actually support a decent wide receiver. He can actually get the ball to, to OBJ. So I think I'm I mean, going to file that one away. Yeah, you because just o- OBJ was also catching balls from Eli Manning. I think it's just Baker that, for some reason, can't get the ball to OBJ. 
So the shot in the dark this week is that if OBJ plays, hopefully Case Keenum can throw him the ball and Odell Beckham could get a touchdown or two or like some 50 or 100-yard game or something like that. So it's like a one-week thing because I think when Baker comes back, that's probably the time frame of when uh, Jarvis Landry will come back too, and then that makes everything smoky. Everything gets kind of smoky. But if if Nick Chubb is going to be out for a bit, Kareem Hunt's going to be out for a bit, that's some targets out of the backfield that could be – given to some of the wide receivers. Who knows? I think that's just something we should monitor. Yeah, something we should monitor. Forward. We won't know. It's just taking bets at this point. Exactly. You did mention OBJ. So I'll mention someone else. The connection is there. It's Kadarius Tony as my uh, last injury. I like Kadarius uh, Tony. You like Kadarius Tony? Well, don't get too familiar with him because Kadarius Tony's ankle injury that he suffered last Sunday against the Rams could be more serious than a simple sprain. Not concerned. I think I, 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 I heard that he's only out for like a week. He could be back next week. It's one of those things where he's out for one week. Do you start him next week? I think, see, it's tough because I think they started him this Sunday and maybe they kind of rushed him back and then he re-injured it. Correct. Correct. So I don't know if they're going to learn from their mistakes or they're just going to be like, you know what, just go out there. Because when he is out there, he's explosive. I will say this, and this is something I looked into. He is explosive, and they actually want to give him the ball now because he had like three Finally. targets, three receptions in the first quarter, and then yeah. he got hurt. Yes, yes. So they want to use him. They finally they finally saw what he can bring to the field. It's no, just, no, it, which is weird is because it took them like four weeks to figure this out, but back in April when they were drafting, they're like, no, nah, this man, first-round pick. <laughs> right? And, just, and it just doesn't use him. Yeah, and you know maybe he was nursing something, but my concern is that when, when the Giants get healthy, where will the targets be? I guess like distributed, because Kenny Galladay wasn't playing still. I don't know if Darius Slayton played. And all I know is that Sterling Shepard came back. I think it's just going to be funneled. The the offense is going to run through the passing game at least is going to run through uh, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, how about Saquon Barkley if he comes back? Saquon Barkley, yeah, he'll still be involved in the run game and stuff. But in the passing game, I think Kadarius Tony is the clear-cut number one. Got it. Okay. So you okay? You still have faith in Kadarius Tony? I'm going to agree with you on that. I think if someone drops Kadarius Tony this week, pick him up. If you're like, if you yeah. have a good record, pick him up. Storm on your bench. He might yeah. actually be a league winner moving forward. But our advice is though, if you have Kadarius Tony, don't drop him. Oh, that too. Wait. I don't want to go too deep into this. If you're one in four and you're hurt by buys yeah, and you have Kadarius Tony, are you dropping Kadarius Tony? No, because who else can you pick up? Would you drop Kadarius Tony for Ernest Johnson? If you needed a running back this week, Ooh. you had Najee Harris and James Robinson. Oh, they're both on buys. You get to Ernest Johnson. Oh, God, there's no one else you can drop. No. Oh man. Let's say your third running back is Miles Sanders, too. So you don't feel great about that. Oh, oh. I don't know. I feel like you might have to hold is because Dearness Johnson, we don't know what he can bring to the table. What we said earlier was all speculation. But if and you at need some to win point, now. Oh, but you do need a win now to make it. You're in. one in four. We know someone who's one or one in four, one in five right now, and they're already playing for the consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. I'm so happy. 
I'm so happy he's last. I hope you're listening to this podcast. All right. Uh, my, I guess my final answer is I think you got to do what you got to do to get into the playoffs and then keep praying. Because at this point, I would prefer to keep Tony, but if keeping Tony prevents you from going to the playoffs, there's no point. There you go. That's, that's the point. Yeah. You, you try to play to win every single week. And that's supposed yeah. to get you to the playoffs. If you can't, if, if Kadarius Tony isn't in your long-term plan, there's no point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Agree. There you go. Agree. Moving on. It's reading the tea leaves. We got headliners. Ryan, do you have two headliners or one? I have one headliner this week. And it's a, a little long because, you know, just a little long. No worries. Go for it, Ryan. Oh, perfect. You know, I bring this up not because I like the Raiders. But it's also because I think there's a lot of questions surrounding this team right now, right? Sure. So no Gruden, no problem, right? You think so? Sure. Okay. So I think the Raiders were firing on all cylinders last Sunday. They beat the Donkeys in their first game with uh, Rich Bisaccia at head coach. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple questions for you. Okay. So if you're a round three fantasy pick, right? Mm. Scored 66 points around there thus far through six games, what would you do? Would you be disappointed? 10 points per game. I'd be okay, but not That's like average, you know, like if you fully average out, then you'll get 10 points per game. But we all know players don't do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you know who I'm talking about? I'm going to guess Henry Ruggs. No. No, The round pick. The round pick. Darren Darren Waller. Yeah. Okay. He had 19 targets in one game. The first game where he scored like over 20 points. And since then he hasn't, he only scored double digits points once. Okay. So do you, would you sell Darren Waller right now? Ooh. ooh. And I mean, to, to preface this question, I, I, I can go on a little bit more. It's because as you can see now, Henry Ruggs is starting to get the targets, mm-hmm. but because Henry Ruggs is getting the targets, we, you, you can just look at the stats and then see Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards' numbers go down. And another thing, my second question, here, I'll just lay it out, all, all out, and then you can just talk about it collectively. We can have a, some dialogue. But Josh Jacobs, is he really just touchdown dependent now? Because if you look at his numbers, without his TD in each of his last two games, he would be sitting at eight points per game. Oh, yeah. will- and Kenyon Drake, is, is he someone you should start rostering? Because although he only touched the ball like 12 times or only played 12 snaps, four rush attempts, a TD, two catches, one TD. So it's kind of like, is this offense just hard to trust now because you don't know who they're going to go with every week? Or what Mm -hmm. do you do with the Raiders offense? Okay. Lots to unpack here. I love the question. We are going to start off with the Darren Waller, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, just Darren Waller in general. So you are saying, do we sell... Darren Waller. Yeah, because no. Yahoo Fantasy is telling us every week he should be a top three tight end. Lock him <laughs> into your lineup. But the thing is, he's not producing like that. Darren Knox is getting more points. Correct. So, yeah, I do understand the, the, the flip side to it where it's like, if you trade away Darren Waller, who are you going to get? Who are you going to start? But exactly. the thing is, your round three pick is not really scoring. So do you just give it away to someone who has hope? The only problem is that if you have Darren Waller at this point, not picking on you, Ryan. Did you have a backup tight end? 
I don't have a backup title. That's, that's the, the problem. problem. That's the problem. So, so, the so, problem. so my thing is maybe, maybe I asked this question because I'm asking for a solution. <laughs> what, what do I do? You have to hold on to Darren Waller. There are better days coming ahead. He is too talented of a tight end in a position that is already so, so, so dried out. So what, four good tight ends right now? Will there be any offer that would, you know, just get you to give up Darren Waller? Any player that comes to mind, if it's like a one-to-one trade? Hmm. Or you or Darren Wall is just too valuable. You know what? It, it, it might sound crazy, like on paper. Yeah. I wonder if you can trade away Darren Waller for CMC right now. Oh shoot. Not gonna lie, I feel right now, people I think people are gonna do a double take when they see that in the pending transaction or like a trade review. But then when you think about it, it's not that bad. You get CMC is not playing. That's one. See, there you go. There you go. You give someone, you give a team who maybe had Logan Thomas and was slow to picking up Ricky Seals Jones. Maybe uh-huh. that guy has CMC. Oh, yeah. He needs a player. He needs a playmaker right now. Maybe go for it. But you have I, to. I would. The only concern is that, you know, you don't have a tight end. Right. But CMC can make up those points if, when, when and if, if and when he comes back. You have to have a winning record in order to, in order to win in this trade. Because if you're one in five, you're like, oh, that's the T suggested. I traded away yeah. yes, Darren yes. Waller for CMC. Now you're taking for three more weeks, man. You're one in eight. The, the, key, no the, key, the key part here is that you need to be in the upper half of your league, preferably top four, and then you can do something like this because exactly. you can afford to lose a couple games. Exactly. Exactly. If need be. Yes. Right? Yes. To circle back, Darren Waller, I think you have to hold on to him for now. I mean, I'll say it as someone who owns a lot of George Kittle. I wish I had Darren Waller over George Kittle right now. Oh, I see. I guess everyone has a uh, different problems, you know, everyone has different Darren Waller over TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I'm worried that TJ Hawkinson's only playing with one leg right now. You're right. You're right. One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> another man's treasure going back to, okay. I'm going to connect. Darren Waller to Henry Ruggs. The only reason why I yelled out Henry Ruggs without even interpreting your question. Yeah. Yeah is because I was looking at Henry Ruggs' stats and I saw him have 68 points. And so it's the fact that you said Darren Waller that surprised me. And my next surprise is the fact that Henry Ruggs has scored more points than Darren Waller this year. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it came from, you know, last game or the most recent game. Yeah, very true. Well, I mean, that means optimism moving forward. To end off, Josh Jacobs being touchdown dependent and what to do with Kenyon Drake if Kenyon Drake is out on waivers, get him. Okay, I like that. I don't start him right away, though. But it's someone you should roster. Think about roster. Kenyon Drake should be rostered in every league moving forward. Mm-hmm. The only thing that scares me is that he doesn't play a lot of snaps. He played 21% of snaps last week. Yeah, he doesn't play a lot. But he is a, he he's, he's shown that he's efficient with those snaps, though. Very true. But then if you don't know when to start him or when to play him, that's when it gets a little... You get a little nervous, right? True. I agree. But... But you do know that Peyton Barber's, excuse me, Peyton Barber's out of the picture. Yeah, he wasn't. He was inactive last week. He's inactive every week now, basically. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because Jalen Richard is here. Was he on IR? Is that why? He was on IR, but he's been playing the past two games. I think. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, piecing it together. Josh Jacobs, I think, is a mid to low tier RB two moving forward, whether or not he's touchdown dependent. And what I mean by that is that yeah, he only gets you eight points. It's better than Miles Sanders. 
Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean now. But I, I would try to sell Josh Jacobs. Now, if your question is, do you sell Josh Jacobs? The answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. If you can, who would you get for Josh Jacobs? Hmm. The tough part is you can't get much because I think everyone, it's a, it's too late at this point. Everyone ha- everyone can see everything now. Everyone Josh has 2020 Jacobs, vision. Josh Jacobs for Chris Godwin. I do that. I, I think whoever that can, if you can secure Josh Jacobs in your flex, you're golden. Ooh, that's a good point. Because on a bad day, he gets you the eight points and you're not mad because that's in your flex. On a good day, he'll score you 15. So your flex is a little bit of a gamble, but that's only if you can get him in your flex. So you got to be really lucky, but yeah. Good point. Good. Good. Yeah. Josh Jacobs for Cortland Sun. Who wins? To be completely honest, I think the safer pick would be the guy who gets Josh Jacobs would win. Because I have Cortland Sun right now. I'm a little worried for him when Jerry Judy comes back. Mm-hmm. Because the amount of targets won't be there now. And plus, like, uh, most of his points last game came in, like, garbage time. It's not completely garbage time, but it was kind of like... It was garbage time. It, it, it was gar- Okay, it was garbage time. I played against Cortland Sine. You know how furious I was? Yeah. I was like, oh, one reception, 12 yards. Okay, I refresh it. One reception, 12 yards. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's not... Oh, one reception, 13 yards. Oh. And then you oh, refresh it later. <laughs> He really did get three receptions for 39 yards in the span of a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets a touchdown too. And then he got the touchdown. Yep. Yeah, he did. But I agree. I think Josh Jacobs is a sell high right now. But if you have him in your flex or as an RB3, you're looking pretty good in your league. Yep. Yep. Move on to your headliners now. Yeah. Headliner. Bargain bin. Moving on from week seven. It is for teams on a buy entering this week. We still haven't figured out where to put this in any segment just because the what the preview episodes are too long if we include it there. So we'll yeah. just keep it here for now. Okay, yeah. Until, until we find a permanent spot for it. Until we find a permanent spot. Yeah. It'll fit in here for my headliners for the week. By next season, we'll have everything figured out. Correct. But for quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> oh. playing against Atlanta, a great matchup a very solid performance after his injury last week in London playing against Jacksonville. Did he get the win? No, but he did get you 22 points. Should have gotten the win though. He should have gotten the win. They did play pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic about one thing and that's Jalen Waddle. They finally decide to use him. Every time they decide to use him, it's been looking good. And the only time they decide to use him is when two was on the field. Yeah. So I think if, J- if you have Jalen Waddle, I think you trust him for one more week. Put him in your flex at the very least as well. Moving on for running back. We have Mark Ingram because of the great volume that he has. Now he is playing against Arizona this week. So not the best matchup, but I mean, you know, he'll always get you 18 carries. So that's 18 times that he can probably fall into the end zone. Yep. Yep. Did you ever think about <laughs> he like can that? fall into the end zone. <laughs> Okay. You know, who, who would have thought that Mark Ingram would be here in this situation today after what being on the Ravens just like last year or two years ago? Mm-hmm. He's now on the Texans. You know what's crazy? What? Do you think the Ravens ever regret <laughs> releasing Mark Ingram now? 
I guess not because, you know, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Ravens backfield, but they look like they're having fun over there and doing fine. I mean, Le'Veon Bell gets one. Devonta Freeman gets one. Latavius Murray gets one. Everyone gets a share. What's my favorite part, too? You know, teams are asking if they can trade one of their running backs. Teams are asking that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, these guys were on the waivers just like a month ago. Why didn't they pick them up? What I'm saying, they made bad decisions. It's okay. It happens. We all make bad decisions. Okay. Okay. Another running back. If he's on the waiver wire, JD McKissick, just in case Antonio Gibson does get hurt, if he is out for an extended period of time, JD McKissick will always have the receiving value in Washington. Yep. Last two players are wide receiver for the week for the bargain bin, Amonra St. Brown. Amonra. Volume's terrific. He's had like seven targets every single game. The only problem is that he had eight catches for 32 yards last week. I love how you ran the math in your head, Brian, and you're like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's like four (laughs) yards per catch, man. He literally caught the ball and got tackled. (laughs) Oh, man. So that's, that's the only problem, but you know that the volume will always be there because the team always plays from behind. Yes. Last player, tight end Ricky Seals Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He look he looks like the real deal, and he literally looks like a legit substitute to Logan Thomas. I mean, he should be because if everyone's hyping up Logan Thomas just because he's a tight end in the Washington Washington offense, and he's gone. Then you just pick up the guy that's replacing him, right? Simple. And he like he like gets the targets. He looks pretty mobile. Like I'll. I'm impressed. I'm impressed for Ricky yeah. Seals Jones. Hopefully he gets more opportunities, even if Logan Thomas is there. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to do a quick, quick recap of the charity fantasy football league. Why is it going to be quick is because we don't want to talk about it. Oh, we God. lost. We did not win. We lost 115 to 134 to top shelf fantasy. Bad decisions. Bottom shelf. Made. Bottom shelf. Oh, no. He bottom put us shelf bottom fantasy. Shelf. No. no. They're five and one. I don't see L's. <laughs> I don't see L's. Oh, man. Bad decisions we made. Ryan, can you guess if we started A.J. Dillon or Latavius Murray this week after A.J. Dillon popped off? Who'd we start? Well, I mean, since you prefaced it with bad decisions and Latavius Murray got a touchdown, I think we started A.J. Dillon. Of course we started A.J. Dillon and Latavius Murray popped off. But you know what's the best part? Latavius Murray's hurt, so we're probably going to stick with A.J. Dillon and we can't make a bad choice anymore. We can't because there's only one choice to make. There's only one choice, exactly. We're the Urban Myers of uh, fantasy football. We are the Urban Myers of fantasy football. I like that. We did have some good decisions, though. Okay. We started Jalen Waddle. He was our leading scorer this week, 29 points. Jalen Waddle is the man. Jalen Waddle is the man. And we picked up Robbie Anderson and Kadarius Toney because solid. our wide receivers are hurt. So we're solid, solid. right now. We, we just got to hold on to Kadarius Toney. We don't need to give him up. What is our overall record through six we weeks? Two and four. Ah, I love how you said earlier, but if we need to make the playoffs, we uh, we give them up now. <laughs> See, the, the problem with that competitive league is that, like, it's so hard to it's get not, anyone. Like, I've never, we, I, I don't think we've, both of us, none of us has played in a league with, what, two flexes? Yeah, two flexes, only, like, four bench spots. Like, this was a really competitive league. No good. It was pretty rough. No this, is, this has been pretty rough, but, yeah, like, you're like, oh, you know, we should drop Katerius Tony for someone who could start this week. And you look at the list, you got like what, like got Sterling Shepard. Okay. Not gonna lie, at least Sterling Shepard can play. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got oh, who's that? KJ Osborne from Minnesota. He's number oh, wow. one trending in our league right now. Can you believe that? He's yeah, our yeah. best player that the, we can the, get right now. The number three guy. The, the number Vikings three offense. Guy. But yeah, that's all that I had for this recap episode, Ryan. Same here. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We will catch you guys again next week when we review week six of the no week seven of the NFL season. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.